Hey, what's up, everyone? Drew here, and I hope you're having a great day. Thank you for checking out our podcast, 108 North. This is the college podcast for First Baptist Statesboro. And I want to take a quick moment before we dive into the episode to say, uh, if you happen to be a college student in Statesboro, whether you're going to Georgia Southern, Ogeechee Tech, or something in between, you're looking for a community and a church to plug into, we would love for you to come hang out with us at First Baptist. We're downtown, big church, 108 North Main Street. May look a little intimidating from the outside, uh, but we would love love for you to come and worship with us and to learn how to grow. We're all about equipping and making disciples. So we have worship services at 8.30 and 11 o'clock every Sunday morning. And in between those at 9.45, we have a college gathering, uh, Bible study that we'd love for you to come join and hang out with. And then if you can't make that for some reason on Wednesday night, uh, we have a college large group gathering that gathers at 6.30 as well. So love for you guys to come hang out with us. If you want more information, there's notes in the show notes and details and links. Uh, and you can always reach out to me. So hope you're having a great day. Thank you for listening. On with the show. Hello, everyone. Drew here. I hope you're doing well. Welcome to the podcast. This is 108 North, our college podcast for FBC Statesboro. Uh, and uh, yeah, hope you're having a great day. It is getting cooler outside. The semester is coming to an end. And uh, I don't know about you, but when it starts getting cooler outside, the one thing I start thinking about a lot is Thanksgiving. Let me tell you guys, Thanksgiving is one of those holidays I feel like gets overshadowed a bit in our current culture. Seems like a lot of people like to go directly from Halloween decorations and fall everything, and then it's Christmas without giving any respect to the turkey and Thanksgiving. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that, but let me tell you the one thing I love about Thanksgiving, and it's simply this, food. Now, I do agree with someone who I saw uh, post something along the lines of, we don't need to see all of your uh, Thanksgiving photos. We're all eating the same thing. That is true. But Thanksgiving is obviously for giving thanks. But a very close second to that is giving thanks by eating a ton of food. And uh, yeah, I'm a Baptist pastor after all, so I like food. Uh, who doesn't after all? We spend a ton of time eating. And I don't know about you, but dressing is not easy to make, but it's definitely worth it. Turkey is not the most usual meal, but it's definitely good. And sweet potato souffle and a million other things. And I don't know about you, but when you can catch a nap on Thanksgiving after eating so much, life is very, very good. That's definitely something to be thankful for. <clears throat> on the other end of that spectrum, though, as far as food goes, there's something else I gotta ask if you had the joy of having. Now, we live in, well, I live in Georgia at least, so this is not something I have regularly, but I wonder how many of you guys who are listening have had the joy of having an In-N-Out burger. In-N-Out's a chain that's mostly on the West Coast, and I don't think it's necessarily the best thing in the world, but I will say this, it's definitely not bad. It's definitely pretty delicious after that. You know, we were uh, doing some uh, mission work out on the West Coast when I was in college, like many of you guys who go and do mission work and all sorts of stuff all over the world. And we ended up uh, eating In-N-Out burgers for almost an entire week. Mostly because, well, it was cheap and it was relatively new. It still had this shininess to it, you may say. And I don't mean the grease on the burgers per se, but just a genuine newness. We really ate a lot of it. I mean... 
maybe the entire week, we overate in and out so much. And it is wild, especially when you get to my phase of life and you've got a toddler running around and a lot going on in life, to think about how much time, energy, and effort we spend on eating every day, every month, every week, every year. See, whether we'd like to admit it or not, all of us have been designed to run off food. We need it. And we've all felt the consequences of not eating, whether that's because we're cramming for tests or pushing through to get that little last bit of work done, or all of a sudden we're extremely angry and we don't know why, and what we really need is just a snicker bar, like that commercial says. Like it or not, we need food. We're designed to uh, have it, need it, survive off of it. It's the fuel that pushes us on, and it does not take very long to not have it to realize how important it is. From the moment we're born, if you think about it, we are crying out for food. We're hungry. I know this is true for my little girl. When she was born, the one thing she would probably cry about more than anything else was being hungry and wanting her mama to feed her, to get some food. And even now that she's a little older, if she sees a box of Krispy Kreme donuts somewhere, she's going to try to do everything she can to get it to get a donut or a popsicle or something else good and sweet. She also really loves broccoli, which is kind of a whole odd thing in and of itself, but we won't get to that. So here we go. Here's what's really good though. And I'll tell you, this is true. And I've seen it firsthand this semester as well, is that if we need food to survive, if it's something that we have to put time and effort and energy into it, one of the best gifts we can possibly get probably is free food. And especially when it comes to college students, right? For instance, we do a Wednesday night meal, and this uh, year we've made it free for college students. And let me tell you, we've had a lot of college students show up because of free food, because it's something good, home-cooked, that they don't have to fix themselves, and it doesn't cost them anything. And let me tell you how appreciative and noticeable the impact's been on students plugging in to our community, being around us, and just being thankful for a good meal. Free, easy, good food. Who doesn't like that? And as college students, you guys know for sure that a free good meal is hard to come by and definitely will not be passed up. I think besides free t-shirts, free food is probably the one thing that will get college students going somewhere than maybe anything else. And I bring all this up talking about food and everything else is not to make you hungry on this day. And if you're listening to this before lunch or dinner and are hungry, I'm sorry now. But because we have been looking at the book of John this semester. And there's an interesting interaction between Jesus and a crowd of people in John. See, we have Jesus doing this miraculous thing by feeding a huge crowd of people. It says feeding 5,000 or 4,000. The count's not exactly right because they only counted men back then. So this is a lot of people. And they're out in the wilderness away from everything else, and the disciples get... Uh, a little anxious about what to do with all these hungry people, because again, when you get hungry, you get a little bit antsy, maybe. <clears throat> and Jesus says, don't send them away. And he takes this little snack of some bread and fish, and he knows this miracle and feeds everyone. And after that, he gets in a boat and he goes away, which is a whole nother story for another day about how intentional Jesus is sometimes to disengage from people, even though he loves people so well. But he does this for a very intentional reason, because 
of this massive crowd, not all of them necessarily were sticking around for the right reasons. Some of them actually wanted to make him their king as soon as that happened. They were wanting to go and rebel against Rome's and other people were probably just looking for a free meal. We can relate with that to some degree. But Jesus was not only satisfying a physical need only, but pointing to a deeper need. And we see that play out after he leaves and goes on the boat and goes to the other side of the lake. We see this story play out. It says this, The next day, so, the crowd had stayed on the other side of the sea and saw there had been only one boat. They also saw Jesus had not boarded the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone off alone. Some boats from Tiberias came near the palace, uh, the place where they had eaten the bread that the Lord had given thanks. And when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and they went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said, Rabbi, when did you get here? And here's what Jesus says to this crowd who's ran after him. Jesus answered, verse 26, Truly I tell you, you are not looking for me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Don't work for food that perishes, but for food that lasts for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal of approval on him. What can we do to perform the works of God, they asked. Jesus replied, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one that he has sent. What signs then? Are you going to do so that we may see and believe you, they asked. What are you going to perform? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness. Just as it is is written, he gave them bread from the heavens to eat. So let's paint this picture a little bit. Jesus does this miracle, teaching these people and feeds them and pointing to a greater spiritual need. And then a huge group of them want to make him king. And so he evacuates because that's not what he's about. His kingdom is not of this world. And he, with his disciples, goes to the other side of a lake. The next day, they're looking for him, and a crowd hunts him down. And Jesus uh, pins what they're wanting and their desires and motives immediately. He says this, You're not looking for me because you saw a miracle, or because you saw the signs that I'm from God, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. The crowd was not moved by full hearts of Jesus and what he had done only by full bellies. And it's a question for us to ponder today what our motives for seeking out Jesus is as well, because obviously Jesus says and addresses these people, saying that they're not here because they want God. They're here because they want free food. And immediately when he says, listen, don't work for food that's perishable, but follow God. And they're like, well, what do we do? How do we do this? And Jesus' answer is simple. The work of God is this, that you believe in the one who sinned. Believe in me. Follow me. Trust me. And immediately they want more signs, more wonders, and more bread to fill their bellies. It reminds us all the way back in Exodus how much the Israelites constantly grumbled about manna in the desert. They're in the middle of a desert after all, and God is providing for them every single day, yet they can do nothing but complain because eventually that food gets stale. And this is a question we can ask for our own selves today is where are we at? Do we want Jesus for himself or for the benefits he provides? See, here's the deal. I bet if you're in college or an adult, it doesn't really matter in between. People will either want to be around you because they enjoy who you are or because they want something from you. 
And ultimately, we have to ask ourselves, do we want Jesus because of him or because of the benefits of being with him? In the South, better or for worse, we end up a lot of times talking about following Jesus to have eternal life. And that's 100% true, yet the problem and the hard thing with it is that eternal life is a benefit of knowing Jesus. Jesus himself is the prize, not getting to live forever. I think someone said it well this way, a common a commentator said it this way, if we want Jesus to fix our problems, but we don't want to follow Jesus, all we want is a puppet king. And Jesus is not that. Jesus here turns this around on this crowd who's hunt him down, wanting to know where more bread is, and ultimately points out something much deeper is happening, that we need spiritual food just like we need physical food. Just like we spend so much time, energy, and effort to make sure we fill our bodies with fuel to be able to go and do. We need physical, we need spiritual food. And Jesus understand that what we really need more than physical food is to be have physical, uh, spiritual food. Because ultimately, we're spiritually dead without him. We often are captive to our physical longings. And that could be a whole other podcast episode maybe we'll do again. But this really does point out such an emphasis on the physicality that we forget we're also spiritual beings. And we don't think about our spiritual needs either. And a lot of times we're just like these guys. God, what are you going to do for me so I believe you and follow you? What are you going to give me? What are you going to provide for me? What are you going to do for me? When Jesus is saying the physical is important, sure, but what you really need is living bread. Bread's only good if you eat it, guys. doesn't matter if you stack it up, it'll go bad. It's the interesting thing about food, if you think about that, it's perishable. And the stuff that's non-perishable, by the way, like really like spam, is a little suspect if we're honest. Ultimately, Jesus is offering us to come eat the spiritual bread of life by believing in him. Believing means trusting him. It means putting action behind what you say you believe. It means following him. Are you hungry for Christ or just hungry for the benefits that being in relationship with Christ brings? St. Augustine, I think, said it best speaking directly to this, which these men and women who searched him out wanting more free food found themselves in. And what many of us, if we're honest with ourselves, find ourselves in, it's simply this. You made us for yourself and our hearts find no peace until they find rest in you. Most of us, a lot of us, myself some days, are not at peace and are restless and hungry spiritually because we're trying to fill our lives with lesser stale bread instead of the bread of life who is Jesus. Only Jesus can fill those longings you have. So the question is, do you want Jesus? And are you willing to come eat the bread of life? I'm praying that you will. I'm praying that you trust him and you lean into that today. I would encourage you, examine your motives, take some time to self-reflect this week and really think about why you follow Jesus. We all do things for selfish reasons. We all get things messed up sometimes, but I think it's important for us to recognize and to start changing our motives when we do recognize that they're wrong. Jesus can help us do that too. So praying for you, hope this semester is going well and uh, don't eat too much food. Take care. Peace.